Welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence, a show for architecture, design, and engineering professionals who are looking to level up and make technology their competitive advantage. Because truly, it is that it has that capacity. And um, um, Boris and I here, my co-host and CEO of a company called ArcIT, um, where we do IT for architecture, engineering, and design firms. Boris can help with that. And so today we're going to unpack a deep topic, but we're going to try to keep it nice and light and very, very informative. And uh, Boris, you want to talk about the topic today and say hello to the viewers? Hello, everyone. I'm happy whatever day it is you're listening to us on. Yeah, so the topic we're going to talk about today is uh, Microsoft Teams and maybe even Slack a little bit, right? But the topic is why should we use uh, channel communication tools versus email? I think that would be the best way to put it. So I would say this is, well, it is the first episode in the team, actual teams training series. So we wanted to sort of provide you with a few videos um, that you can use to train your own team, as well as educate yourself on what is the advantage and why some of the smart smartest and best architecture firms out there running on Microsoft Teams in terms of their internal collaboration. So let's start unpacking this, Boris. Why do people need Teams and what does it do? Just give us a high level. Well, I think we need to look at at something real quick. And um, one of the things that there's been many um, recent studies done on is, you know, productivity, efficiency, uh, things like that. And uh, many studies have all found this one number, which I think is really uh, important to know. Um, And that's the fact that on average, you know, a knowledge worker, right? The person who creates things or a person who, how should I say it, Alex? Intellectually, the works, that's an intellectual worker, okay? So not someone who does manual labor. Right, exactly. That type of employee or that type of worker spends one third of their day looking for stuff, right? Whether they're looking for a, you know, a procedure to do something, or they're looking for a file um, that somebody has created and put somewhere, or they're looking for um, other type of information that they need to do their daily job, they're spending, you know, two and a half to three hours out of their day uh, just searching for that information and not actually doing the work that we're asking them to do. On average. On average. So that's very important. If we start there, then we can see the problem right away. So basically, each one of our employees is like only 66% efficient, uh, if we look at it that way. Yeah. And so the reason that is the case is because information exists in um, silos. And the biggest information silo is email. Lots of stuff live there. And um, if you're one of those people who do not have currently communication platform, like internal collaboration platform, like Slack or Microsoft Teams, there's probably a few others. Um, You find yourself digging through email for answers and multi-thread conversations and trying to decipher what said who, uh, who said it and when they said it, and then look through attachments. We've all been there. So that's a challenging uh, task um, that Microsoft Teams uh, solve. So I'm just going to give you a quick taste of it. But um, there are other problems with uh, not using collaboration tools like Microsoft Teams. And by the way, we're not getting paid by Microsoft Teams or anything like that. This is pure advice from us to you. So 
Um, just wanted to preface this in case you think we're uh, Bill Gates agents. We're not. <laughs> uh, I mean, for well, I'll add, we are a Microsoft partner. Um, sure. But um, like all of this will apply to Slack as well. Um, so if you, you know, you, if you're absolutely against Teams um, and you want to use Slack or look it into Slack, um, this will be helpful as well for it. Similar, similar functionality. Yeah, and so another problem with email as a collaboration tool is what you, what is called like formal versus informal. Can you talk a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, and I think we've all been there before when we, you know, when we weren't business owners, when we were working for someone else, like every time I got an email from my boss, I would like sit there for five minutes and try to figure out, okay, what is he trying to say? How am I going to reply to this? And it basically, you know, it was like writing an essay for school, right? It took me like half an hour to like, compose this email message to make sure that it's everything is accurate. And it's like, you know, I think email in general uh, is very formal in a way we uh, use it. Right. We, it's like, again, just going back to regular mail, it's like writing letters, right? So we're writing an electronic letter uh, where um, a platform like, um, like Microsoft Teams or Slack is a lot more informal. So you can actually communicate using, you know, using normal language in a lot of times, you know, adding emojis, um, adding GIFs, adding fun stuff. And the collaboration becomes a lot more informal to where it's much easier to get the right information quickly. Yeah, so I think it's pronounced GIF. GIF? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. We're not going to get into this argument. Well, so, <laughs> no, so, so it was actually created back in the 80s by the gentleman with the last name, like Jiva something, and that's why it's called GIF, or, or that's what it's called, G-I-F, and, which is GIF. But also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one more thing, which is going to be like a big, big win for a lot of people, you can do memes. You can't really do memes in email. That's tasteless. Don't do it. Hashtags, forget it. I don't know if you do hashtags on MS Teams. We haven't done any here, but memes, yeah, you can do memes. So that's that's like a, you know, it levels up the the communication and and especially with all of us sitting at home right now and in the future, other remote work is going to be more prominent than it used to be. Uh, given the corona and all the outcome, you know, it's it, it's a way for team to communicate informally, but as well as communicate on files and, and do do other things. And so this is what I would say that um, my in my experience. So I came into Arc IT. Uh, I'm, I'm a vice president of growth here. And, you know, right away, we started using teams for all of it, for all of our communications. And everything lives in that one tool, which is extremely convenient and i'll say that it replaces multitude of tools let me read some of those to you real fast i don't want to spend too much time on this but i'll tell you like file storage video meetings phone calls team chat individual chat collaborating whiteboards notes and there's probably like many other things many other things that um that the tool does that we do every day with it that i don't necessarily uh, um I'm going to list all of it out, but project list, remember planner, the planner, right, right, right. Tasks. That's a big one, right? Okay. Tasks. And so another big advantage that um, you will find is when you recruit contract skilled labor to like, let's say work on a particular design or you have, you know, um, other folks coming in to pitch into a particular project. You have the documentation and the way you can sort of track 
what has been done, uh, getting access to files, like all of that work by this contract labor person, uh, even attorneys, right, um, can be documented in Teams and should be documented in Teams. Then you can you can access it. Like you'll never find it if it's on the file service somewhere. You know, in two years you need it, you'll forget it. So. Anyway, I, I think there's just a lot of pluses that we found, uh, maybe a few minuses. I do complain on occasion. I complained today to Boris. He, Is that to uh, say that you're just a complainer? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not perfect. Uh, just like me. Well, Nothing's perfect. That's right. Um, and so what's some of the drawbacks? Let's talk about some of the complaints and drawbacks that you hear from clients. Some of the things that they waste their time on and you having to fit what what's some of the things you can mention so i think it's not necessarily drawbacks right i think it's more of just understanding how to use the tools better and i want to i think i want to go back to one important point i think we mentioned it but we didn't kind of concentrate our attention on it now we're advocating for the use of this platform as an internal collaboration team so the collaboration between you and your, the rest of your team. You're right. still going to be relying on email uh, for collaborating with your clients and other outside partners that you may have. Not to say the teams can do it, but in general, um, email is a wider accepted platform for that type of communication and collaboration. Um, but for your internal team and the efficiencies inside your business, this is where teams can really help. So going back to your question, Alex, is because we're so used to using email, and because these type of solutions are fairly, quote unquote, new, although, you know, Teams has been in existence for five years, but I think it's been widely adapted, like just in the last year with COVID coming in, right? We're still trying, everybody's still trying to figure out a way how to best use it and how to best apply it to their business. And I think that's where, I mean, that's where most, quote unquote, issues come in. It's just trying to figure out the design aspects of it and applying it to your firm. So it's, it's more around shifting processes and systems to be able to map the work, uh, the, the completion of work as well as the outcome of work into the platform and, and the tools and utilizing the tools along the way that this platform offers. For example, big deal, right? A, a, a small thing, but a big deal. When you want to have a quick video call with someone, uh, you, have, you have to sort of email them or chat them somehow uh, through Gmail or whatever. And say, hey, uh, I want to talk to you. Here's a Zoom link. Or when you're on Teams, you just press, <laughs> you just press camera button. Right away, you connect it on video, which is, yeah. which is huge. Uh, you know, I found this very, very easy. You know, I'm struggling. We're trying to chat about something. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with with a particular question. I'll just click camera, get you on the video, or get Nancy on the video, or someone else, and there we are chatting. In two, two, three minutes. We we'll solve the problem. And move on. Well, uh, take it a step further. You can just, without even clicking the call or video call button, you can just click the share the screen button and right away just start sharing your screen, right? Without even calling me, right? I mean, obviously it's going to set up a call between the two of us, but your screen is going to show up on my screen and uh, you can talk me through the issue and show it to me. Those are those are all big, big things. I mean, they're small in in, in itself, but when you think about, the, the initial statistic you whipped out so happily, uh, you know, at the beginning of the podcast that two and a half hours go to waste looking for information. I do believe that. And I do believe that this could shrink that significantly. In fact, we're, we're using this as a big, um, one of the 
top three ways to use technology that could better advantage now webinar and teaching teams and collaboration and implementing teams on uh, to help solve all those things. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Talk so about rollout. So, so let's say, you know, someone wants it or got excited for, after listening to this podcast and it's like, well, let me look into it. Talk about rollout, implementation, learning curve. Uh, what are you seeing cost? Let's break this stuff down. Usually those are big blocks. Correct. Correct. So um, the implementation, I mean, does require some technical expertise. Um, and that's why we're here to help. Uh, but in general, the implementation doesn't take much. I think that, again, going back uh, to what I talked about previously, the initial phase needs to be um, the design phase, right? We need to figure out how we're actually going to set up the tool initially. And not to say that whatever we set up initially is actually going to be there in the future, but we need to set up some things initially so that and then get our people to buy in and to start using the tool. And then together with our, um, with our team figure out, with our employees figure out, you know, the tweaks and, you know, the changes in processes and things like that going, going forward, right? So we need to set it up, get the buy-in, and then make tweaks and fix whatever uh, we think is broken in terms of process. I think those are uh, the important things. Gotcha. Have you actually done recently uh, teams roll out for a, like a, say a shop with 20 to 25, 30 people? Yeah, we've actually done uh, most recently in the last two months, we've done three of those. Okay. And so what, what were some of the, some of the learnings, uh, some of the bigger things that maybe you can talk about that will save someone who's watching some time and effort? <laughs> so all three are, well, I'll give a shortcuts here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to give some shortcuts. So I think the the best practice is, so in terms of the initial setup, we like to start off by using teams kind of split out by departments, right? So let's have a team, you know, for our marketing people. Let's have a team for our designers, right? Let's have a team for our project managers. Uh, let's have a team for, you know, our HR people. So kind of, you know, take in a department and turn it into team because that's the first kind of easy, I'd say, that's the low-hanging fruit, right? Because then you can basically digitize all of that communication on Microsoft Teams instead of using email. Mm -hmm. Second kind of tip I would say is you need to have one or two or maybe three people that are real champions of the tool on your staff. So these are the people that will go, um, you know, and get training and we can help them get training. We can train them somewhat and then give additional Microsoft resources that are available. And those people, not to say they need to be the police, but in a sense, they are the ones that really need to understand what the future is going to look like. And they're the ones that need to champion the movement. So if they see a conversation that's happening on email that would be better served to happen on Teams, they can just say, hey, I'm going to move this over to Teams and you know, forward the email into Teams and continue the discussion in there. I think that's important for adoption because once other kind of late adopters, people that you know really reluctant to change see that, the adoption happens a lot faster. Hmm. This kind of becomes piece of the culture and those, those champions are driving the culture, creating a less formal water cooler kind of culture, but also like super, superpower, uh, including the superpower of all of the, all of the suite of tools that the uh, that teams carry or Slack. All right, cool. So those, those are some awesome tips, man. Uh, let's finish out with the cost. 
I, you may not know exactly what it costs, but like a business owner with 30 people, company with 30 people, what should I expect around my bill to be around uh, for just paying the product itself? Let's not talk about implementation services. Let's talk about the product. The, well, the product is basically free if you're re- already using either Microsoft Office 365 product. So if you are using uh, Microsoft email and Office 365 suite, right? So your Word, your Excel, your PowerPoint, uh, then most likely you have an Office 365 package that includes Teams. So, wow. yeah. And if not, then a package like that, that basically has email OneDrive and Teams included, you know, cost five bucks a month. So it's not, I mean, it's it's really easy in terms of finance, you know, financial flexibility um, getting into this. But if you already have, like I said, Office 365 licensing from Microsoft, Teams already included. So if you're not using it, you can start looking at it. That's great. So each individual though needs to have those licenses. Of course, right? yes. Okay. Gotcha. So overall, um, I would say that that's a, it's a really, really good idea. You know, from personal experience as well as seeing how our clients are initially going through the battle of implementing it, then you know, getting champions to buy into it, and then you know, the whole culture shifts and the organization becomes a lot more effective and efficient. And this is how you win with tech. This is how you win with technology. We can't be doing same things and expect different results. We just can't. This is life. This is the only constant we can rely on is change. And uh, let's change in smart ways. Let's actually initiate change rather than make it happen to us. And that's going to be sort of my entrepreneur little speaking out to you. Um, you know, it, it's a really really good idea to be proactive, especially these days. Companies that understand, like you don't need to be, I've seen CEOs and founders who are not techie. Like, you know, in the webinar, we talk about the Walmart founder and, you know, Sam Walton, he, he, he is completely not techie, but he, he understood the technology was the competitive advantage for discount retailers. And right from the founding days in the seventies, he hired the top tech minds to be able to put Walmart ahead of everyone else and no one invested in technologies back then, especially discounters. So anyway, take that wisdom and use it to your advantage. And we really do want you to win. And if we can help you, we are ArcIT. Go to getarcit.com, throw us a line and we'll be able to make this happen for you. And uh, look forward to a second episode in this series uh, with more detailed how to and screen sharing on uh, utilizing Teams for architects. Any parting words, words of wisdom, Boris? Hey, man, you got it all covered. So I'm just going to say thank you all and uh, have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you watching. See you next time.